You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome back to another episode of Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, we are back. <clears throat> Excuse me. In a really warm studio. It is warm. It's nice. We have two heaters. Um, it's been cold lately. Our main heater has been freezing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it. So we brought the my office heater down here, and it's pretty toasty. It's doing good. I think right now it's, uh, <clears throat> it's actually 64 degrees in here. Yeah, we're in good shape. Yeah. Turn it back on, you know. Now we're going to freeze because I turned it off. God damn it. Damn it. Damn it. So we'll start with a useless fact. Uh, we'll kick things off with it. that, and then we'll dive into ad reads. We'll do a weekly recap, and then we'll go from there. So be prepared. Buckle in. Another week's episode. We're going off the rails. Uh, useless fact. You can tell the temperature by how fast... And how often a cricket clicks. Okay. You ready? I'll reread that. You can judge the temperature by how quickly a cricket, they say chirps, but to click. Yeah. You know, the leg thing and the wing yeah, thing. Yeah. So that's today's useless fact. So, you know what? So if it's warmer, it goes faster? Probably. Well, look it up. This isn't a probably episode. This is the Buffalo Happy Hour. We fact check everything. Derek, we're depressed today. <laughs> if it's warmer, I'm assuming if it's warmer, it chirps faster. If it's warmer, does a grasshopper... How do you say cricket? Cricket. Cricket. Does a cricket... Is there a difference between grasshopper and cricket? <sighs> yeah, there is. 
There has to be. Yeah, there is. There's two different words, right? Crickets are what you feed lizards, right? If it's warmer, does a cricket chirp faster? I think I broke our heater. Probably. It's fine. All right, crickets chirp faster when it's warm and slower there when it's go. cold, which See? makes sense. Yeah, when you're cold, you're depressed like us. That's right. I wonder That's if there's right. other indicators. So is that what weathermen use? Like, oh, it's going to be snowy today. Oh, I'm the sure. crickets are going yeah. slower. I'm sure. <laughs> they I'm just sure. have microphones in fields. <laughs> so due to this podcast, I specifically changed my settings on my iPhone so that my Safari automatically uses DuckDuckGo. Due to this podcast or due to the Joe Rogan podcast? No. Ours. Because I knew about DuckDuckGo for years. I just never made the official switch. And I'm like, you know what? I should probably do this and figure out how to do it. So I did. I went and I Googled, can you switch Safari from Google to another browser? Put your like, light behind you. Search browser thing. Yeah. And um, and it said, yeah, it's right in the settings. And yeah, I was because like, you what? can change to like Ask Jeeves still. I don't even know if that butler's around. Yeah. Well, I didn't know that you could do that. Because I, I just thought, like, Safari was in bed with Google or whatever, and then you just, you're stuck with it, right? So I thought it was, like, an Apple thing that it's just, like, it's in there. But it's right in the settings. So I went to, I click settings, scroll down to Safari, and then you click internet browser, and then it gives you an option of, like, four different options, and DuckDuckGo is one of them. So I selected it, cool. and now it just automatically populates DuckDuckGo for me, and then I just get faster results, and... A little bit more privacy on the back end. And more accurate results. Yeah, more accurate results. And then that afternoon, I was folding laundry. Afternoon, evening, whatever time it was. I was folding laundry downstairs, and then I'm just like, oh, I'll just listen to something. And I was caught up on um, a couple other podcasts that I'm, I'm listening to. And I just wanted to see if Rogan posted anything new. And Which he does like every day. Well, sometimes he doesn't. Yeah. And I only listen to him on Spotify because then I can still like mm -hmm. watch it. Me too. And then I saw the blue dot, and I'm just like, all right, there's a new episode. So I clicked it, and then um, I clicked his, you know, his homepage, and then scrolled up, and then it was this new doctor, and I'm just like, what is this all about? And then it was specifically pertaining to search engines. Yeah. So I listened to like the first ten to twelve minutes of it, and then he, they talked about DuckDuckGo, and then they talked about Bra, what is it, Bravo or something? Yeah. Uh, yeah, some other internet search thing, and that was I only listened to like six minutes, and then I haven't tuned back in at all for the rest of it but yeah it's just interesting i just like i just like the way DuckDuckGo operates and it it's way faster and then there's no ads there's no nonsense and it's just, it's just better they don't store anything yeah it's crazy what money will do mm -hmm. as soon as you start telling a company we'll pay you if you start taking everyone's data right and using it i just don't like if you are trying to find the root of every problem in this country, you want to put that in the shop. The, or if you're trying to diagnose every problem, like why does this happen? Why is it this and why is it not that? You can always boil it down to money and greed, mm -hmm. regardless of what it is politics, not politics, industries, etc. I mean, it's just wild. Wild. But so will DuckDuckGo, how do, how do they make money then? They only have like 81 employees. Yeah, so how do they make money to pay them? Uh, let me see. Because that's the thing. If you're going to run a company, you got to make money. How does DuckDuckGo make money? 
DuckDuckGo came up with the business and revenue model. It has a revenue model that makes money in two ways. Advertising DuckDuckGo. That doesn't make sense. It works much like Google advertising, except without the tracking and privacy concerns. Google's U.S. digital ad revenue in 2020 was $39.58 billion. Holy bananas. And break, oh, they have three. And the different products and services they offer. So that's how they sell things. So, hold on. Also, it was founded in 2008. Uh, so, so they have a DuckDuckGo advertising program where you can pay money to be a higher listing on DuckDuckGo. It's basically what Google is. Well, yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're not hiding the fact that they're like Google. The only reason they're different from Google is that of the privacy aspect and the, you know, they're not sharing IP addresses and things like that to the websites that you search for like Google does. Do you think eventually that'll go away, though? Probably not. I don't know. I'm so skeptical skeptical on companies like this. Like, every company starts off with good intentions, the- and then they start smelling money, and they're like, well, we could pretend, like, okay, maybe not names, birthdays, and social security numbers, but, I mean, IP addresses isn't anything to be concerned about, and then it just spirals from there. Well, listen to this. As of Jan 21, DuckDuckGo was receiving an average of 80 million plus search queries per day. If they continue at this pace, they will be well on their way to setting another record-setting year with over 29 billion search queries in 2021. So does DuckDuckGo make money from those billions of searches? It's So below is the breakdown of two ways that DuckDuckGo monetizes its users and search queries, all of them. The first is advertising. DuckDuckGo advertises works much... So their advertising works much like Google's advertising, except without the tracking and privacy concerns. So Google spends $40 billion on advertising they so although we cannot calculate DuckDuckGo's average revenue per user because they do not release how many users use their search engine for privacy reasons we can calculate DuckDuckGo's average revenue per search query instead if we take their actual reported revenue in 2018 which was 28 million and put it next to their 9 billion search queries that year we can estimate each search query is worth roughly 0.0027. Wow. So their ads show up at the top of the search results in the form of a sponsored link from the advertiser. But if DuckDuckGo doesn't collect any information on you, how do they show targeted ads to their users? As DuckDuckGo explains it, instead of collecting the personal information of users to show targeted ads, they instead show you ads based on what you just searched for in the search bar. For example, if you searched looking for a car, DuckDuckGo will show you car-related ads. Their second way is affiliate revenue. They earn revenue by participating in Amazon and eBay's affiliate programs. How it works. When you visit Amazon or eBay through DuckDuckGo or iBang, which is another search feature of DuckDuckGo, and you then make a purchase on that website, DuckDuckGo receives an affiliate commission. So... And people buy on Amazon every day. So Amazon's affiliate program is anywhere from 1% to 10% based on product category. eBay's partner network's anywhere from 1% to 6% based on product category. Then they also sell merchandise. They have their own store. You can buy t-shirts that just say DuckDuckGo on it. Um, they don't have a big product line, mainly just focusing on t-shirts, socks, logo stickers, and pop sockets for now. Apparel's anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks, and accessories are anywhere from 1% to 10 bucks. 
The website makes it clear that DuckDuckGo does not manage this online store, and it's 100% managed and operated by future shirts. Profit spites are also not made clear. Though this may not be a lucrative revenue stream, it's still a form of revenue nonetheless. So those are the two main ways, advertising and affiliate revenue. If that's, if that's it for 81 employees, yeah, I mean, I'm fine with that compared to Google, you know. But Google was once doing that, 81 employees. Yeah, but DuckDuckGo was founded in 08. So, yeah. so far so good. You know, Google's already turned that page if they were founded in mid-90s. Yeah. It didn't take them long to switch. Yeah, and then Google started acquiring stuff because money got involved and all that stuff. So now you have your email, your YouTube, you like everything goes through Google. Yep. Well, yep. Alphabet. Sorry, not Google. Right, yeah. Alpha, so for those that don't know, Google's parent company that owns Google is called Alphabet. That's the, the parent company. So, but Just like Facebook's is meta now. It's the same thing. Yeah, right. Um, which leads us into us. So, yeah, we make money. Um, no, just kidding. So, I mean, we do. We do, but we don't because we just directly reinvested into the yeah. podcast. We, we don't pay ourselves. Data. We yeah. steal your data. All of it. We we confirm all IP addresses. <laughs> it's fine. The today's sponsors: Addy's logo right there. Appreciate it. Love it. And then Queen City Creative Works. Queen City Creative Works is a Married couple, married couple, married couple, live in Cheek to Walk in New York. They run an Etsy shop, but better. And they brand custom items with wood, metal type things like steel. Uh, they also have t shirts and a bunch of other fun things. So if you're ever interested, sorry, I'm drinking 114 proof Irish whiskey and it's getting real wild. With the oil content that coats my palate. So, golly gee, just bear with. So, we partner with them. We appreciate their sponsorship. They are personal friends of ours. They have also been on our show a few times. Made guest appearances, things like that. But if you are interested in any of their products, go to queencitycreativeworks.com. You can also go on their website and then scroll down to the Buffalo Happy Hour tab and select it. And then you can buy personalized items that we are currently working with them on between coasters, tumblers, and bottle openers. The speed openers is what they're called. They are legitimately metal, two-sided, silicone in the middle, branded on both sides, and perfect for any bar for any use in regards to the industry. So Queen City Creative Works, thank you so much for your sponsorship and partnership, and we're looking forward to working with you from here on out, forever and ever. Amen. Amen. So weekly recap. Um, That was one hell of a week, wasn't it? Sure was. I'm still getting over it. Not too happy about it. Happy about at least how it ended. The rest of the week was fine. The rest of the week was busy. What What do we do? Interview, editing, recording, repeat. Who did we interview? I have to like look at our calendar. This past week, um, Matt Wetzel. Yes, Western New York Exotics, which was look all the cars doing all the things for all the people that want to ensure that their cars won't rust. In the nine months winter that we have, still waiting on global warming. But anyways, the uh, yeah, so that was fun. And then we got together 
I see you probably six out of the six days out of the next nine days, mm-hmm. which is fine by me. Fine by me. But yes, we have a busy week coming up, but we had our boys' birthday party too. We did. We went and hung out with Shane and Mike from First Line Brewing and celebrated Shane's birthday. So twenty first birthday. Wish him a happy birthday. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. Uh, so, Shane, thank you for the invite. We appreciate it. Mike as well. It's always good hanging out with you guys. And, uh, yeah, it was just a really good time. Drinking and some good beer. Drinking some good beer and ciders. They had a cider, too, which is nice. I didn't try it. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. I was and, crushing their sour that they had on tap. It was I, so good. I knew, as soon as I seen it, I was like, Derek's going to get a sour. Oh, so good. Yeah, you love your sour. I mean, I, I got a Pilsner, a sour, and a IPA. So I got some diversity in there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good. The uh, So that was a fun night. That was a good time. And then came home, fell asleep, woke up, and then hung out with you again for the Bills divisional playoff round game against the AFC defending champs, Kansas City Chiefs. I'm so sick of them. And I really can't stand that franchise. So it is what it is. They're going to be around forever. It's fine. You know who's not? Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Yeah. That's what everyone keeps saying, which is cool. At least we have one of them, you know? Um, you know who's not going to be around for a long time? Tom Brady. The Buccaneers in general. Yeah, they no. are losing, like, I don't know, 97% of the <laughs> roster to free agency this offseason. They could be is, losing. They can still sign people. Yeah, I don't know their do. cap space. Well, you know, they just gained ABs. So. Yeah. But it's interesting because this is what I was telling you before. The season's great. It's awesome. There's a lot of talking points to go over. It's really good football to watch, especially this uh, this time around in the playoffs, but this offseason is going to be absolute insanity, mm-hmm. and I'm very excited for that. But it was very disheartening. It was very sad. Um, I don't think that anybody can look at Allen now and say he's not on the same level as Mahomes. No, no. That, I don't that, think anybody, that, like, yeah. Nick Wright should just shut up because he has no idea what he's talking about. Chris Collinsworth needs to stop talking because he's an idiot. So does Romo. There's, there's no one... If you, I, I think Knox actually said that. He's like, if you still think Josh Allen is an elite, you don't know what football is. Correct. Like, the dude literally put on an entire show. You can't ever assume that he's not in that category as Mahomes. So who do you want going forward to win the Super Bowl? Now, because now it's Bengals Chiefs and Rams Niners. Who do you? Who are you rooting for? Sorry, Rams. AFC. Oh, sick. <laughs> I'm torn. I really don't want Burroughs to win it. Me either. I don't want Burrow to win it because I don't want there to be another... You see my hat? <laughs> I don't want Burroughs to win a Super Bowl. All right, look at the hat. Zoom in. Zoom in. I don't want it. Not yet. It's his second season, and he was out his first season. No, That's what I don't want. I don't want him to, them to be him to be in the con, uh, discussion because that's what it's going to be, is it's going to be, oh... At the top is Brady or uh, Mahomes and Burrow, and then there's Allen and like you know that that's going to be a whole thing, and I just don't want to hear it. I would rather the Chiefs go and win it again because then it's like I know. we almost beat again the Super Bowl team. Yeah, like I kind of want that to happen. I don't want. Bur- I I hope that Burrow gets torched. I don't think the Bengals are going to beat the Chiefs though. No, I don't think so either. I really don't. Yeah. And I want the Rams to win. Yeah, me too. Dude, so. I love OBJ. I don't. Why? I just have no feelings about him. I just don't care. He's such but a good player. But I definitely player. don't love him. He's such a good player. He's so fun to watch when he's on a good team. Yeah, he's a good wideout. Yeah. He's yeah. great. Yeah. And it just shows how bad Baker is. I'm just so neutral on OB. Like, I just, I literally don't care. 
I acknowledge his talent. I acknowledge his skill. I acknowledge his work ethic. I just don't. I just don't care. No. See, I, I like. I like watching great talent. So I would love to see OBJ succeed because I like him as a person and how talented he is. And he seems yeah. down to earth. I mean, he did a post game interview, and he just seems super down to earth and just thankful for the opportunity. Mm. He was so shot in in Cleveland because Baker's terrible, and it he was yelling and complaining, and his dad got in, which didn't help anything. Like my son's not getting the ball enough, and everyone in Cleveland's like, "All right, relax. It's not, uh, it's not on Baker." And then he leaves and literally flourishes. He's got like seven touchdowns with the Rams ever since his trade, and he had like none in Cleveland. So. It's just it's wild, and I wouldn't say Stafford's an elite quarterback. He just knows how to utilize everything. But also, it helps he's, that Cooper Cup's the number one receiver, so he's taking a lot of pressure off of OBJ. OBJ's not getting double teamed like he was in Cleveland, right? And but still, he's I mean, a good, yeah, I mean Landry was there too, but yeah. still. And I think I think he's an above average quarterback. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean he's better than Mayfield. I'm better than Mayfield with yeah, without question, but. So, outside of NFL teams, but within the NFL, how often, because I honestly don't know, how often do you watch Good Morning Football? Uh, a couple times a week. Not every day. All right, but enough. Yeah. All right. So, generally, Monday morning, Tuesday morning, and then maybe Friday morning. Yeah. Just, like, after the football games. Like, I don't watch it Wednesday or Thursday. It's pointless to me. Like, yeah, because it's all hype. Yeah, and I... The Tom and I joke about this all the time. It's like, I want to watch your, first of all, your take on what happened and your thoughts on what are is going to happen. I don't want to hear, like, what team reminds you of Raisin Brand. It's like, dude, what are we doing here? Stop doing these stupid comparisons and just do football. Like, I understand it's tough to run a show five days a week when football isn't on five days a week, but I don't want to hear what Soprano's character, the Rams, remind me of. It's just stupid. What are we doing? So that's why I only watch those couple days, and I only watch the parts that like really matter because it's on the background. I don't pay too close attention to it. Gotcha. So you watch it every day? No, um, I watch a lot of it though. Yeah. And then I always watch clips and things like that. But so what about K. Adams though? So this is kind of my point. I love K. Adams more than OBJ. Yeah. The- <laughs> Nobody hates K. Adams. Nobody really hates anybody on Good Morning Football either. Yeah. When they had their original foursome before Nate left, it was obviously is what made the show. Nate leaves. And when he left, it was a obvious void because Nate's Nate. And he's very... I struggle at formulating words to describe how I feel about Nate because he's... In tune with everything that's, like, hip and cool in regards to society. He's professional. He's unbelievably intelligent. Mm -hmm. He works super hard. And he's crisp when he speaks. So there's no wasted energy or words in his sentences. So when he left, it was this huge void because you can't replace that. That's, like, he literally went from talking about a pick six or a thick six when a lineman caught a touchdown pass to talking about terrorists in Baghdad the next day when he took a position on CBS, and it was seamless. And you can't, like, he's he's literally supposed to be on TV after being a player. Like, he's the mold of what you would want. And then you get guys like Steve Smith 
that swear all the time, or Terry Bradshaw, who's just not even here anymore. Yeah, he's gone. He's worse than Biden, and then you, which is saying something. And then you get other guys like Jason Witten, who have no personality. Yeah. Then you also get the flip side of like a Romo who just knows too much, right. but then he gets sucked into the whole theatrical thing, and then he still has his favorites. It's like, dude, and he's still working through his battles, right? So Burleson leaves, and then we're left with three and a rotation. And Kay was on Pat McAfee's show talking about how it's very hard trying to replace Nate Burleson, and it's 100% impacted the show. Where oh, yeah. it's, I mean, do their segments are not as crisp anymore. It's not as the flow sucks now in certain regards, unless it's like Schrager talking to Brant and then Brant throws a decay. That's fine. But then as soon as it goes to who's ever in that day, it's odd. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, you know, they pay the respects, they do the thing. But what's wild is May. So Kay's contract is up in May. Mm-hmm. So if Kay leaves Good Morning Football, what do you think happens to that show? It's got to be over. You can't recover from that. Yeah, I don't think you Kyle Brandt and Triggs can handle it. You can't recover yeah, from that. that. It's, it's done. Like, Kay's the face of Good Morning Football, and then Nate's Nate's thing like that you can't even quantify or formulate into words, his it factor, when that left, it's like, okay, we still got Kay, we still got the other two, like, we're mm-hmm. good, like, we got our still, like, we got enough of our crew. Kyle brought some energy. Peter's just a really good dude. He know like he's he's involved. He knows what's going on. He's he's got a lot of insiders. And this roto is just kind of like oh whatever. Like I, you know, and, and of course it has to be a black eye because yeah. it's Nate. Like you got it. You got to put a black eye there. Like you just you have to. That's what makes the show the show. But you can't replace Nate. Right. So if Kay leaves, I agree with you. The show is just going to collapse. It's done. Will there's they let Kay no leave, way she's gonna yeah. leave. That's what I was just gonna say. There's no way that they let her leave. No, and that's that's why Pat was just clapping. He's like, "Free agency, let's go!" <laughs> like you're gonna you're gonna collect that bag, you yeah. know, because they know they can't lose her. And if I mean, what's left on NFL Network? Nothing. It, right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Rich Eisen show, and I think that's on like MSG. Like I don't even know if that's on NFL Network. Yeah. Where Where is Colin's show? Are we at fifteen? Who's twenty five? Um, Colin Coward. His is on uh, TSN. I don't know. You're gonna have to look that but up. But there's a lot of other networks that are doing stuff outside. TV's just gone. <laughs> like I, I don't know. like yeah. NFL Network should not be a thing because one no one really has cable anymore. Two NFL Network's not on every cable subscription at all. So or yeah, it's every a part streaming of, subscription. Yeah, it's part of like a sports package yeah. that you have to pay for. I have Sling. You have Spectrum. Spectrum. Yeah, but other than that, I don't think that it's on everyone it's, else's. It's on Directv. Is it? Yeah. Well, you just to pay for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So if Kay leaves. I'm sure she, if she doesn't do like some sort of CBS transition like Burleson did, she probably will start her own stuff on her own type of network. Yeah, which that was discussed before, and she goes, "It's I don't know if it's an audience thing or, but like, she'll need a crew." Yeah, and who really paved that way was Pat. Like Pat McAfee did it himself, and it's you know more people are watching his show than TV. Yeah. But that goes to show for everything, like across the board, not even just sports, man. Like 
more people are listening to podcasts than watching 24-hour news cycles. Most people are getting information from outside of Channel 2, 4, and 7 at 5 and 6 o'clock p.m. And if anybody wants the weather, they're not going to wait until 5 o'clock to find out what's going to go on tonight or tomorrow. Right. Like, it's all on your phone, and then there's the Weather Channel app, which is more... I mean, you can depict your own opinions based off of the Weather Channel's app radar than you can waiting for whoever meteorologist to talk about it on TV. It's just... The shift is wild. That's why I'm so shocked that these cable companies are still charging so much. It's a monopoly, man. I mean, Spectrum got sued for it. Yeah, but, like, not anymore because I couldn't tell. I haven't had cable in, like, five years, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. There comes to a point, though, now that I have so many streaming services, I was looking at just getting back on cable because I'm like, all right, Peacock has their own. Paramount has their own, Discovery has their own, and I have all these. What am I doing here? Let me see what Verizon, Fios TV is. Still more than all that. Yeah. I'm like, how are you guys going to survive if you're still overpricing the convenience of having your own streaming service? Like, that doesn't make sense. Right. So I've completely disregarded all of the the cable providers because I'm like, this is – it's not even cheap to go with you anymore. So why – I think that they should undercut like crazy. Like, okay, we'll we'll bring you on fifty bucks a month. You pay fifty bucks a month right now for everything that you have and more. So come over here, we'll discount you, you'll be fine. I'd and, switch. And that's the thing, like nobody's putting in a hardline phone. Yeah. But it comes with it. Yeah. That's like stupid. remove it. Yeah. Like who cares? Don't run more wires in my house. <laughs> you know? Like just and then when you call to cancel because you're switching to streaming only because it's cheaper. Then you'll get responses from Verizon of, okay, okay, you've been a loyal customer. Yeah. You've been here six to ten years. Okay. We appreciate you. Okay. What we'll do is we'll cut you a deal. Okay. We're going to reduce your monthly price $20. Okay. That's what we could do. We could go $20. (laughs) You're still $97 more. I'm not that dumb. Right. And I'm sure you're going to get some people with that. Not me. Like, I've already done the research. I can just go to Hulu. Like, I I got three TVs, one box. Like, what, what yeah. do we do? And I'll, I'll still give you the 100 bucks a month for my phone. Why are you charging an arm and a leg? It's not sustainable. I'm convinced, convinced, that one of the worst days in our lives is when we lose our parents. Right? Mm-hmm. That's obvious. However, when we lose our parents and... We're their generation, like we're 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 it. We have kids. Our kids are like fifteen type thing. There's going to be a huge shift because there has to be because no one our age is waiting for five o'clock news right in front of the TVs all excited. Like it's we don't care if the paper shows up. Like we don't need a newspaper every morning. You see that right now already happening with like Fox, CNN, MSNBC. Their news shows are. The ratings are terrible. And you know what's crazy? you have these people that are extremely well-educated leaving those stations, regardless of what side of the news you're on. I don't care. Fox, CNN, whatever. You have people leaving those stations, forming their own podcast or own show that's going on YouTube or whatever, because they want to get away from the bureaucracy of their network. But also, no one's watching TV, and you're not going to stream CNN. The only time that I ever watch TV is when I'm at the gym on the bike. That's it. And I can live without that 100%. I'm not paying for it. But what's crazy is the fear that comes with 
having a massive amount of people not watching the news with the older generation. They're convinced yep. it's just like you're getting unfiltered information. How do you know it's true? It's like, dude, what you're consuming isn't true. But you don't see that for some odd reason. Yep. Like Fox News was sued twice. Specifically Tucker got sued twice. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow. I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. The defense in court for Fox News was that we are entertainment. We're not supposed to be taken literally. That was their defense in court. And then the lawsuit was dropped because you like it's entertainment. Yeah. Like there's no you can't. What are you going to sue? Like there's no case. There's He's literally here. a news personality. That's yeah. his title. He's not a journalist. Exactly. And it's like mind boggling. And the same thing with CNN. I mean, they're like the false report. Like. The 24-hour news cycles are a joke. Yeah. Joke. And regardless of political affiliations, it's not news. Like, it's not news. Right. It's reality TV. It's nonsense. And then there's talking heads and opinions. And, like, what do you – that's why the ratings are what they are. You're getting 880,000 views on primetime CNN time slots on TV, 12 million views on six different uh, – podcasts yeah like it's it's not even close it's people don't watch it right they just don't watch it i'm interested do you know like late night tv like jimmy fallon jimmy kimmel james gordon like what are they doing now do you so they have to be going down when you were growing up and you had letterman on i've i vividly remember having this conversation with my dad i wonder if you did Letterman's on TV, Saturday Night Live, same thing. It's like midnight. And I said, Dad, I'm like seven years old. I said, Dad, this this is on now? And he's like, well, yeah. Like, we were watching the Bulls together. And then Letterman comes on afterwards. And I go, who's staying up to watch this? He's like, well, some people work nights, and this is what they're, you know, that's what's on TV. It's like part of their work shifts. Like, with factories and whatever. And I'm like, well, that makes sense. That's that's a viable thing. But who else? He's like, well, like, really? No. Like, we're all sleeping. I'm like, why? Who stays awake for that? Right. And before DVR and TiVo and all that, like, before you could record it, 
No one's going to stay up to watch Leno at midnight when they got to be up at 4 to go to work. And like, that's so, insanity. If so, they're just going to throw on The Office and fall asleep to it. Yeah, well, this was before The Office. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what what are we doing here? What are you finding? I'm, I'm looking up, the, um, like, average, average viewers for, uh, like, historical average viewers for each late-night TV show. On DuckDuckGo? No, Google. All right, here's what I'll do. I'll do it on DuckDuckGo. There you go. <clears throat> so, what are we doing, average? I typed in late-night viewership numbers year over year. Late-night viewership... Late night TV viewership year over year. Yeah. So the the first result that comes up for me is Deadline.com. The first I get is graphics dot Wall Street Journal dot com, and then I get Statista dot com. So I got I can get stats from twenty eighteen to twenty twenty. Do it. Oh, oh hold on. I can I can go all the way back from 93 to 2014. So hold on. Let me do this one. As Colbert ascends the late show throne, a look back at late night TV show ratings. All right. So in 1991, they topped out at 15 million. In 2014, it's just about the same. So we're about the same as the For early who? 90s. For late night TV show oh, ranks okay. by viewer. So I have the Jimmy Fallon Show, Stephen Colbert, Jimmy Kimmel, Seth Meyers, Nightline, James Corden, and Lily Singh. I don't know who Lily Singh is, but it looks like both of them, all of them peaked out. At about two mil? No, three mil. Like, so I'm, I'm looking at Stephen Colbert right now. In 2018, like the months July, August, October, October, November, just random months, he's at 2.6, 2.7, 2.2. Then he goes up to 3.1. 3.16, 3.82, 3.44, But then April 1st of 2019, he's at 3.8. April 29th to May 3rd of 2019, he drops all the way down a whole million viewers. And this is consistent with literally every single person. Jimmy Fallon went from 2.4 to 2.0. Mm-hmm. Um, Corden went from uh, 1.3 to 1.0. Who's this big drop? Jimmy Kimmel went from 2.8 to 1.6. Like, there's these huge drop-offs, and then it stays down from there. So something like in 2019, between May... No, I'm sorry. Between... Where is it? Yeah, between April and May, took a big hit, and then it just dropped. So December, Jimmy... Or, okay, this is an interesting thing. So... In April of 2019, Jimmy Kimmel averaged 3.8 million viewers. And then, December 30th of 2020, he averaged 1.8 million viewers. So he lost over a million viewers in that time frame. Cable TV is going down. Yeah. And the only thing that scares me is that all these people are leaving these networks. They're leaving CBS. They're leaving CNN. And they're going directly to posting their show on YouTube. So now YouTube... Controls everything, mm-hmm. which we love you, YouTube. Don't take down, don't take down our podcast, but that's where now YouTube's forming a monopoly, which is Google, yeah. because there's no other video streaming platform out there that's reputable. There which, are a few, but they're not gaining any traction. If YouTube gets big enough, then they will. It's going to create more opportunity for other platforms that are video streaming services to to boom. What do you mean if they get big enough? YouTube's huge. No, no, no. I'm saying if they get to the point of like, 
no return. Oh, yeah. And then it's just, you know, somebody's going to be like, I'm done. My channel got kicked off. You know, a couple giant YouTube channels that get, like, demonetized or removed or whatever, then it'll just create a new market, and then people will just move. It's the same thing. You know, it's it's a free market. Has your Spotify been crashing, speaking of that? No. No? No. Mine and Gina's has. Really? It's been crashing, like, weirdly to the point where it keeps telling me that I'm playing a song, even though I'm listening to something else. Like, the other day, I was listening to, obviously, Rogan, and it was a three-hour-long podcast. And then I stopped it, and Gina and I were driving out to her parents' house. So when we go driving, we put on, like, Dean Martin radio or something like that. And we're driving down, but it's still telling me that I'm listening to Joe Rogan, which is weird. Like, I'm not listening to Joe Rogan. I'm listening to something else, and it won't show me that. But then on the contrary to that, I'll go from one Joe Rogan episode to the other, and I can't skip ads because it's still telling me I'm on the last one. So if I use the scroll bar to skip some ads... It puts me at the end of the episode. My Spotify's been acting really weird the past, like, four months. Ever since Rogan put his video on. Hmm. Mine's been fine. I use it every single day, though. Same. Do you? Yeah. Interesting. I barely... The only thing I listen on the radio is 550, and then sometimes 930. Local radio for traffic updates. So I know what roads to avoid because some dude just drove into a barrier. But, yeah, that's it. I'm just nervous of YouTube taking over. I, yeah, but there's nothing we can do about it. We just got to keep grinding. Do you think, going back to the DuckDuckGo conversation, do you think that they'll create their own video streaming platform? Oh, I'm to sure. To combat Google? Probably. Why wouldn't you? It's not like it's going to be hard to do, you know? But, yeah, I mean, there's going to be... But that's when it gets listen, into listen, something a little hairy, though. Listen, if Trump can design a different social media platform... DuckDuckGo can probably figure something out for video posting. Yeah, but that gets into some gray area, though, too, because how are you going to follow people on the gray area? You're going to have to link some sort of DuckDuckGo account, and then you're going to have a DuckDuckGo account where they're going to be able to take your data. It's all just going to spiral from there. I don't know how it's going to go. It won't or, well. or it doesn't matter. We get to deal with Spotify, and it doesn't matter. I like Spotify. Me too. Except when it's not messing up. It's never messed up for me. It's probably an Android thing. No, Speaking of Android, too. She probably missed a payment. <laughs> <laughs> How many cameras you got on that phone? You got like 40. One. I got asked the other day, and I was like, I don't, because, you know, people watch us on YouTube, and I was like, I don't know what's going on. One on the front. Two, three, four, five, six, I think. Why? Different focal lengths, bro. That's why my camera is far superior than yours. Your phone also always listens to you. Dude, if you don't think that yours does too, you're insane. No, it doesn't. I literally turned the feature off. Hey Siri, you don't have a feature. I don't have. I don't I can use turn Siri. that off too. But everyone's iPhone listens to them. I'm, dude. You're insane to think it doesn't. It, not as bad as Android. You don't know that at all. I do know that. You do not. know I that. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. You are. Apple's just as bad. The only thing that Apple is because they're like upper management's like we're not going to give into subpoenas. It's like no, it's a subpoena. You're still going to provide us with legal documents if we ask you for it. But there's been cases that have been solved because of like transcript through phones. Our phones are always listening to you. That's why when people are like, I wouldn't get an Alexa. It's listening to me all the time. It's like, dude, everything listens to you all the time. We're not safe for anything. So who cares at this point? Just don't premeditate murder, and you'll be fine. 
what's funny is like people like us talking about it, like Rogan talking about his privacy. It's like, dude, you talk to people literally three hours every day and you post it online. Everyone knows about you already. Right. I don't get that part. But, oh, yeah, I was zooming in because I got a hundred times zoom on your face so I can see <laughs> like your nose right now. Nailed it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, no, I just got all these different cameras. Obviously, the two, the one on the front's for front facing, but the back ones are like one's for at night, one's for 100 times optical zoom. This one's optics uh, image stabilization. There's just like different features in there. Love it. Next, we got to talk about current events. How much time are we at? 42. 42 minutes. All right. Our oil is going to be impacted. Could have told you that. You ready? It's already impacted. All right. But this specifically pertains to Russia and Ukraine. Do Klanakilty so good? It is. Okay. If the whole situation explodes, okay, food for thought. Most likely, the major sanction the U.S. will put is removing Russia from the SWIFT banking system. Okay? If that happens, Russia will most likely stop supplying Europe and us with oil and gas. Because, again, for those that don't know, Russia's entire economy is based on oil. There's a huge pipeline through Ukraine, which used to be Russia. Poland, parts of Poland, also used to be Russia. Newsflash. For those that don't know. If that happens, that would make us more dependent on OPEC. Unless, of course, the major oil and gas players and the lobbyists make American oil and gas productions a thing again. Like we were under 45. We were a lot more energy sufficient during 45 than we were during... But it wasn't green, 44 and 46. I know, I know. Also, the Russia Duma, which is essentially their version of Congress, is going to vote to recognize uh, Luhansk and Donsk, which their territories within Ukraine. They're going to recognize those two as nations. So they can make an argument that those oblasts, which are territories, but they're oblasts, um, that they're not Ukraine, which means that Russia will then just move in. And take it. So it's not an invasion because it's not technically Ukraine, but it's Ukraine ever since 2014. It's going to be wild. So what's interesting is that Russia makes most of their money on energy. So if they stop supplying oil to the U.S. and Europe, they'll take a huge loss. One of the reasons they built the pipeline is to send gas straight to Germany and other European countries in order to avoid paying fees to Ukraine. When it comes to the oblasts, as of now, it's under Russia control. So now we got to see what happens if anything hits the fan, um, which I have to verify, but 30 to 40% of their GDP comes from the energy sector. Um, 40% of Russia's oil comes from Europe, and that also comes into play with the Middle East because there's massive oil refineries in the Middle East as well as, well as lithium batteries, which China just moved in and took ever since we left Afghanistan the way we left Afghanistan. Not to mention the fact that there's 8,500 Americans in Ukraine. So, you know, if history repeats itself, 
it's not going to be good for those Americans because we just left Afghanistan while leaving a bunch of Americans behind. So it's probably going to be a repeat with the current administration. So isn't like a lot of that, though, Trump's fault of pulling it like pulling out. Of, he was the one that originally threw out that idea of pulling out of Afghanistan. It wasn't Biden's idea. Correct. Biden just went through with it and he executed it poorly. But don't forget about the contingencies that were ignored. Yeah. So if the Taliban did A, B, and C, then we would do A, B, and C. If they don't do A, B, and C, we would do A, B, and C, which means if you do this, we'll leave. If you don't do this, we'll stay. Those contingencies were ignored by 46, and then it was, you know what, this is the deadline. We're pulling out. We're going to leave the equipment. Of course, there was a lot of cost analysis involved, which a lot of people do not think about. If we do stay... And then we remove the equipment first. How much is that going to cost? What is the logistics behind moving all that equipment back to the United States? How many lives could we potentially leave? Or uh, how many lives could we potentially lose if we do stay? Like, et cetera. How is the current environment? What does it look like? Like, all of that. It's a risk assessment that has to be conducted, which I'm sure was conducted at the end of the day. They determined it's going to be more beneficial for the Americans to leave the way they did, which is why we did what we did. However, it's still piss poor management. It was yeah. horrendous and it's very upsetting. But, yep. Do you think there's going to be a big celebration when 50 gets in office just because of it being 50? I don't know. It depends on who it is. You don't think that it will be a big celebration regardless? Do you think we'll last to 50? <laughs> I hope so. What are, we're on 46 right now, so four years minimum. Maximum 32. We might not even see 50, <laughs> you and I. If we keep drinking like this, we won't. No, Seriously. 32 years from now, we'll see 50. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, is the current path that we're on going to allow us to see 50? That's the question. There's a lot of people that are talking about the fact that we, in their opinion, need a reset of going back to a constitutional republic and remembering where we came from. Like, four years, go, you're out, you but know, go back to work. They'll still be including, including Congress. Like, people want specific term limits for Congress where you're elected for the people, by the people. No corporations can help you raise money. Right, Take the Bernie approach, raise money on your own by your own followers, gain enough traction, you're wanted, you get elected into the position, you're there for four years, then you get kicked out, and then you go back to work, and then that's it. You're not like all these forever benefits or whatever like that doesn't exist, and then every four years somebody new is in that seat. And, I mean, there's a lot of people our age that are really sick of the two-party system, really sick of it. And a lot of people are questioning democracy, but a lot of people are forgetting that we're a constitutional republic, not necessarily a democracy. We use elements of democracy, like that whole debate. It's Isn't there something to be said, though, about, like, Putin's been been in office for 20 years. We bring someone in like Joe Biden. We take two years, basically, to brief Biden on everything that's happening. Then at that well, point, in Biden's case, a little bit more yeah, than two years. And in that point, he's already preparing for his reelection run. Yep. We've talked about this before. Yep. So isn't there an inherent disadvantage of continuously flipping over the leader of the country because you have these other countries that aren't doing the same thing? Mm-hmm. So Putin has twenty years on anyone who comes in next. Mm-hmm. That's wild to me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't 
think that we should go that route because I hate half of the people that are in there. More than half. I actually hate basically all of them that are in there. But still, that's a huge disadvantage for our country. Yeah, yeah. But the issue is that if you stay in, you're going to get more and more corrupt. Because greed and money. That's what it boils down to. And human nature. That's what it boils down to every it's single time. Human natural. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. I mean, of course, it's a disadvantage within the United States, but that's also why we've been able to exist to the extent that we've been able to exist for 200 plus years. Where, from the enemy's eyes, right? Like, not only from a, a militaristic standpoint, but from a criminal standpoint, how do you. How are you a good cop? You think like a criminal. If you were trying to succeed and do well as a country, we have to think like the enemy. The enemy right now is just like, screw it, we'll wait four years. At most, we'll wait eight years, and then we'll just see what the next administration does because I know I'm not going to go anywhere. So I'm just going to outlast their current administration and their games, and then when the new dude shows up or new woman shows up because there's a push for that ever since 2020, 2016 rather, then, you know, we'll have that discussion and go from there. Like, that's the enemy's standpoint. They don't they don't care who's in office. They just don't want us to be a superpower. Yeah. So that's why they're doing what they're doing regarding social media. That's why they're, they're pushing propaganda and fake accounts on social media, creating vacuums, creating infighting within our country, cutting off our supply chains. Like... China and Russia are utilizing certain administrations to do certain things. So with a weaker, quote-unquote, administration that has historically, whether we like it or not, leaned left, then that allows them more freedom of maneuver to do things. Like during Obama, China moved into Africa. What did they do? They took over air superiority in the South. Like, But what do we have? We have a specific special forces group that only maintains that region. Now we have other units that rotate in and out of Africa. You know, like that's that's what we do. We set up bases everywhere. It's it's wild to see how other superpowers wait to see who's in office and how they can maneuver and utilize their their men and women to complete their agenda. Yeah. And it's you know, so People are always thinking that, like, Russia and China rigged the election to get Trump in. And it, that's, they, like you said, they don't care who's in. No. They just want to cause a riot in the United States. Correct. That's all that they care about. Correct. They actually, wasn't one of them in favor of Clinton? Yeah. <clears throat> and they just, like, they don't care who's in. They just want to cause issues and all that stuff that's why i mean rogan says it all the time 19 out of the top 20 christian accounts on facebook like the big christian groups are troll farms yeah they're not run by real people they're run to be like oh this is a christian group let's throw abortion into the mix let's throw everything into the mix to start a fire under people that literally has no backing because it's all fake accounts Mm -hmm. they're it's destroying everything it is it's but really would you wild. want the government to regulate that stuff? No, like, I hate big government, period. That's what I'm saying. So, like, there's China's approach to this is let's stop social media for young kids after 10 o'clock. Let's only push positive stuff. So, like, people that are innovating, people that are creating things, successful people, whereas we're watching people get kicked in the nuts and throw up. Like, that's our entertainment. Yeah, and drink urine. Yeah, but, like... I can see part of it. Like, people are saying, oh, that's nice that China's doing that. Like, this is what I wish our kids would be doing. But I don't want our government to control social media where I can't go on it 
after 10. Like, it's not an addiction standpoint. It's like, get out of my life. So would you ever want that, though? No. But when I'm a parent, I'm not going to use, which I'll just finish my, I'm not going to use tablets as a way to keep my kid quiet. Correct. I feel like that's inevitable, though. That's my next point. It's very tough because with public schools and even private schools, your technology is involved. So you're going to essentially put your kids at a disadvantage if you do that. But, I mean, I can – your child is going to be smart enough to learn what they need to learn in school and use the tools that they need to use. But it's – you know, there's – yeah, like parental locks, let's go outside, let's go for a hike, let's do A, B, and C so that what you consider fun isn't sitting in front of a screen, whether it's video games, a tablet. Like, I don't want my child to use a tablet to eat dinner. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's... It's starting already, though, and it's very disheartening. Like, you 100%. go out to dinner, and then the kid is playing on his Nintendo Switch. It's like, get the tablet off the table. Right. But that also doesn't help when the mom and the dad are sitting there on their phones, too. I know. The mom and the dad are sitting there on their phones, and they're like, Jimmy, don't play with that. It's like, D- bro, mom, you're playing with yours. So it all starts from the parents, too. Yeah. Yeah. It's very. It's going to be very interesting once we continue to see how people are evolving. Yeah. And it's... Interesting, too, because of the the parental involvement in schooling has became a major focal point, not only within, like, the local environment, but national news, where a Virginia's governor was dictated based off of moms that voted because they were sick of the, the state getting involved mm-hmm. in the curriculum being uh, taught to their kids. And they're like, I don't want my kid to learn this biased curriculum that literally isn't applicable. Like, yeah. it's it's very interesting to see. So I know I'm going to go to those meetings. Like, I'm going to go to those parent-teacher conferences. I'm going to sit down and just be like, what? Like, you know what I mean? And, yeah, it's I, – I know a lot of people. There's, there's family members of mine that pulled their kids out of public school and said, this is nonsense and it's not doing anything to benefit you as an intelligent – member of society like this is nonsense and it's politically pushed and based and you're going to go into a different school system and they paid for it and that's a lot of people are doing that a lot of teachers are leaving public schools to teach on their own and they're creating like their own practice basically with it like what you would with healthcare, and they're homeschooling kids and teaching them the quote-unquote old school curriculum because dude even the way you teach math is nonsense now it's not what you were taught when you were in school. And when I say you, I mean people that are in their 50s and 60s that don't understand what's going on. Like, the curriculum has changed. Common Core has hurt teachers. And then you get a state, specifically New York, that cut public schools' budget by 20 to 35% a year and destroy unions. Like, it's... An uneducated society is not a good society. You need education. And when you cut it that much because you have to make up for it because of corrupt policies and other nonsense, you're not helping anything. And then you sit back and you're like, how come we lost 500,000 people in the month of June? You know what I mean? Like it's There's going to be a lot of change in the next 30 years. 
and it's going to be forced because people are just not going to have it. And then they're going to do thing. They're going to take the alternate option, and it's going to force the mainstream course of action to adapt. Do you think that the same change has happened though? before and we're just at the point now where we're understanding it like our parents had to have the similar discussions like we're having right now back 30 years ago by saying this stuff's changing this is ridiculous like i don't history has to repeat itself yeah but i don't think in this i don't think in these areas i mean because when you when you sent your kid to school it was understood that the teacher was going to essentially be a co-parent and your kid like dude when we were in elementary middle school and things were popping off and like drug dogs were showing up to sniff lockers. The first thing we heard was, "Hey, education's important, but your safety is more important to us than your education." And not saying that that's gone, right? Like, I don't want the public schools to attack us and say, "Like, of course, child's health and well-being matter." But there's a definite shift of. The curriculum is starting to take a little more heat, and it's a little more to the forefront than safety is, you know? And there's an argument to be made for sure because you're making a kid wear a mask. Like, the whole mask debate within schools, like, is that is this curriculum-based or is it safety-based? And that's, an, that's a legitimate debate that's being held by a lot of parents across Western New York. So it's interesting to see, but... Across the country, too, not just Western New York. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's, yeah, Wisconsin, um, Wisconsin it's a huge thing in Wisconsin where the, the public education system is crumbling mm-hmm. because of the mask mandate and everything else. But, yeah, I don't think it's... I think it was a... a underground debate but it's not the forefront that it is now where like today a gover- a a gov the governor's race was dictated because of it i don't think that was ever a thing yeah. back in the day so yeah I, it's just times are changing essentially and it's going to be interesting to see when our kids you know because we're 10 years away before our kids enter the school system right you know so or i would say five to ten you know so who knows how much corruption are you getting in pre-K, though? Yeah, probably not much. Well, we will be here for the long haul, friend. So in five to ten years, tune back. We'll have an update for you. Yeah, it's like a, a playoff bracket, but <laughs> on life. If you need a drink after this discussion, like you probably do for most weeks when we talk, uh, you can go pick up our single barrel that we worked with Addie's and Clan of Kilty to release. It is an Irish whiskey aged in a sauterne barrel which is a french white dessert wine it's really good uh we did a whiskey review on it you can check it out in a couple weeks when it comes out you can also order it on the addy's app download addy's wine and spirits on your google play store or the apple app store and go grab your bottle you can purchase it now and pick it up around st patty's day so we do recommend you buying it now to secure your pre-order and then you can go pick it up later also for pre-order and probably actual order at this point hopefully it comes out by then we have new sweaters sweatshirts pullover sweatshirts they are military green drop shoulder comfy comf sweatshirts they're going to be beautiful they're going to be comfortable and they're military green with a new logo on there it's still obviously buffalo happy hour we are not changing that but it is a new design of the logo and it looks very classy if i do say so myself so those are available for order. If you want to hit us up, uh, either Instagram, DM, or whatever, we can send you an invoice because we're that special and professional now that we can then send you an invoice so you can have yours, and then we'll ship it to you or drop it off or whatever you want to do once they are in. Uh, should be in a couple weeks, so I'm excited about that. 
Yeah, it's going to be awesome. If you didn't know about this and were already sold out of the sweatshirts, which is, could be a possibility, you could have found out earlier if you were a patron, part of our happy hour crew. Yeah, join Patreon. Patreon's sweet. We have different tiers, different pricing. The cheapest price is $3 a month, and then what that will give you is a couple added benefits, and we have all that in the breakdown in our link tree and our bio on Instagram. So click that link, and then click join our Patreon Buffalo Happy Hour crew member box, and then that'll pull up the different tiers, and then you can cycle through based on your budget and choose which one is best for you, and we appreciate any and all support, obviously. Um, we got to schedule our quarterly hang soon. We do. With our patrons. We do. So that's just one of the benefits that you would get. So, all right, everybody. We will see you next week, and we'll continue to go off the rails because at this point, I don't know why the rails were built in the first place. We don't use them. Correct. Thank you, everybody. Please remember to always drink responsibly. You got a person. And Michael. Don't litter. We're out. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.